What a spring. Have you floated away yet? It has not been an easy one out in the fields here in Whatcom County, I'm sure in Skagit County as well. And even talking with the farmers over on the east side, they've been frustrated. Um, you know, so, some of those folks, you know, need more rain maybe than we don't need any more here. <laughs> as far as soil moisture, we need to get rid of a lot. But even they're getting starting to get annoyed with it over in eastern Washington. Welcome back to the Farming Show. Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI on your Saturday morning. And a lot of people have been asking me, so what's going on with all this rain? You know, everybody's complaining about the rain. You live in town, whatever. Your job doesn't isn't really directly infected by the weather. You're annoyed still. You're aware. But then it dawns on people. What does this mean for the farmers? And joining me right now with uh, CHS Northwest, one of their agronomists, Clay Pell, uh, you guys have been in the trenches. I mean, this, this should be kind of wrapping up planting season. You should be about done planting corn and all that by now. And, you know, a lot of people would have second cutting done, be thinking about third by now for their grass. You know, berries, I know the strawberries are just barely getting going. Raspberries, I'm sure, will be late. What are you guys, are, first, are you hanging in, Clay? Oh, we're hanging in there. We're we're treading water. <laughs> literally? <laughs> literally. <laughs> we're literally in the muddy trenches. Um, but we're hanging in there. Things things are going as best they can. Um, the growers are just, they keep on trucking. They, they're yeah. making do with what they can. Um, you know, you got to keep your spirits up. Well, I don't know. When they, they said that it was going to be a cool, wet spring... This isn't exactly what I expected. I mean, I expected a few more showers and maybe not quite as much, you know, heat. But this is out of control. Have you, I don't know, do you remember anything like this? This To me, this is the coolest, wettest spring in, in recent memory. In my recent memory and a lot of the people I've talked to, their recent memory, uh, probably about three, four years ago, um, we'd started to see a little bit of a change in weather patterns um, where we were getting cooler, cooler springs, um, some drop, drops in temperatures after the corn had been planted, um, you know, periodic rain through May, June. Um, but yeah. usually we had a pretty good stint where uh, we get, get out, work the ground, um, get some fields planted, get some sprays done. Um, well, we yeah, had we yeah, had a I, we had a few years there where we actually had really dry springs and and things happened yep. really early. We actually, if I recall, one or two of those things were nice early. Uh, people got a lot of seed in the ground, and then things got wet, and that causes problems too. But let let's step back a little bit as we go into this. You know, as we were heading into this spring, what what kind of uh, you know, calculations are you and the growers you work with making at first it's like, can you get on the ground to, to work it, to kill the weeds, to get the soil ready to plant, which I mean, that in and of itself was a challenge just because there was so much mud. You didn't go want to get stuck. I, I, field work was way behind. Field work is behind, you know, we're going on what day 400 of mother nature's curveballs now. Yeah. Um, 
and it started wet obviously um had a lot of guys who had to scrape away some of the silt and sand from the recent flood yeah. um that yeah. pushed some of that time frame back grounds just saturated um you know way obviously way different than last year we we were pretty well in the clear um with with getting corn in the ground we already sprayed several acres we were starting to cultivate several acres um <laughs> uh, the the berry guys were were staying consistent with sprays um the, you know and, and this year everybody's getting a window or two here where we get caught up and and stay on top of it the best we can it's it's the best that we can do and i'm i'm happy to see everyone um getting out there when they can and just doing the best they can so other than you know not getting stuck in the mud what are the other thing when we're especially when we're talking about the local corn crop which by the way the local corn crop is grown for cows to eat not for humans so it's it's a little bit different corn you know, if you go out and, and eat an ear, it won't maybe have the same sweet taste. It's a bit more starchy and it's designed for excellent nutrition for dairy cows. Um, but, and again, we're talking with Clay Pell with CHS Northwest. He's an agronomist there. Um, you know, even if you don't get stuck, the soil temperature has to be high enough to put seed in the ground. I had heard about at least one or two or, or a handful of fields that went in really early in April um when we had a little bit of a window there what happens to that kind of stuff then as things have just continued to be wet or even wetter than they were then so to my surprise um most of those fields that were planted that early have managed to come out of come out of the ground nobody foresaw or expected the weather we've had um and so when they had the opportunity to get in the ground uh we did it yeah. um you know, normally what would happen and what you would see with the, some heavy ground cool temperatures cool soil temperatures um you're gonna have poor emergence you're gonna have rot um which the, the seed is, itself no, actually rots right the seed itself will actually swell um gets wet starts to swell and then rots out in the ground wow um or you have the soil types where you get so much rain that the soil crusts over and the the seed starts to germinate but cannot push through that layer the crust on the top when things finally do dry out again yeah 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 have, have you so seen it, it, i would imagine you've seen this phenomenon somewhat out there <laughs> it, there's there's been a lot of different phenomenons around the county uh <laughs> But again, you know, it, it's a few weeks ago, um, the soil temperatures were finally up, you know, in the top yeah. couple inches of soil, we were in that 55 plus degree range. Um, so it, things were, things were in the clear. The rains lately have been typically warm rains. And so the later plantings of, of corn have emerged fantastically, um, actually catching up with some of those earlier plantings, which is, is pretty normal if yeah. you get the colder temperatures, slower emergence. Um, things are on the yellow side, uh, but it, as the temperatures warm up, um, the plants are finding the nutrients in the ground and, and we're starting to color up. Things are growing adequately. So why, know, why, would, why would things be on the yellow side? Just not enough sunshine? I know corn loves sunshine and heat units. Correct. Correct. So sunshine, heat units, 
um, photosynthesis. So being able to get the sugars and, and process the energy and continue to grow. So with the cooler temperatures, um, they're just not absorbing the nutrients as well. Yeah. Um, some of it is just a lack of nutrients. Um, with all this rain, there's there's undoubtedly been a lot of leaching of the nitrogen um, out of the, the root zone. And so it's just taking time to get the roots to grow into where the nitrogen content is at yeah because it's always on the move a little bit again talking Correct. with uh clay pell here on the farming show i'm dylan honkoop clay is an agronomist with chs northwest he's working with farmers all over whatcom county and uh he's hands-on in the field uh day in and day out this time of year um, another thing, you know, if we're still on the corn topic just for a sec, um, another thing, and th this goes for the, the potato guys too, is days to maturity and which varieties are going in when. And that's a whole game of rolling the dice, you know, back to you talking about the, some of those fields that went in early and miraculously did okay, despite getting dumped on for weeks and weeks after, um, you know, they were able to put in longer day corn, as it's called, more days to maturity because they will have, there's always kind of a hard end time and you don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but it usually happens in September sometime, maybe October, if you're lucky, when that corn's got to be harvested. So you got to then backtrack the dates, you know, how many days do you need from when you plant and at the same time, I don't know if this is true, but I heard it was it was extra difficult to even get some of that shorter day corn this year too. So how's that all been shaken out? So uh, this year across the nation, um, I mean, just like every other supply chain, uh, things have been on the tight side. Um, we were able to lock down both the early varieties that we needed um, and the the short varieties. So there's, there's, at that extent, there has been no, no real issue um, where we're starting to see um, an obstacle is, is yeah, as, as we dial down the days and, and an unforeseen weather forecast, you start counting potential GDUs. Um, you know, you, you take the highest, highest temperature of the day and the lowest temperature of the day and divide by two and subtract 50 and if we're lucky if we're lucky we'll we'll get you know at least 10 growing degrees a day um hopefully more but yeah. when you're talking when you're talking varieties where you have to hit about 1800 to 2000 growing degrees to hit uh where we're looking for silage yeah. um it's a roll of the dice yeah so what, what have people been putting in a lot this year? Have they been able to get in some of that 80, 82 plus day corn? I would imagine there's been a lot more in the 72, 75 day range. So early, early ground, um, there, there was some 87 day, 90 day put in. Um, it, it's progressively and actively dropped down to yeah. about 80, 80 days. Um, at this point, not a lot of 75 day that I've, I've seen going in and, and quite honestly, I, I think we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I, I sure would hope that, uh, weather will turn around. It's forecasted to turn around. 
Uh, it's just a matter of when. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at the same time, though, when you start looking at, at the actual GDUs, um, they're, they're pretty pretty even across the board um, at that point. Like I said, you're in those 1,800 to 1,600, 1,800, yeah. 2,000 GDUs just to to get it dried down to, to where we want to get the starch and, and the quality out of these, these varieties. So um, at this point we, we just want to get some feed yeah. and some tonnage. Um, obviously, you know, we want the best, best, most optimal um, feed that we can get, but with, with what we're dealing with and what mother nature is, is throwing our way, um, right now it's just about helping the growers get feed yeah. so they have something to get them through yeah. the winter. You can't be too picky about the finer points of uh, growth and nutrition and all of that right now, unfortunately. Um, again, this is the Farming Show here on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop talking with Clay Pell, agronomist at CHS Northwest, working with farmers growing corn and grass and berries and potatoes and whatnot here in, in Whatcom County. How far along are you guys on cor- corn planting? I was hearing from someone just not that long ago that they're only halfway done. I would imagine it's more than that by now, but man, this is late in the season to, to still be doing that. It, it's it's definitely not as far along as I would like. You know, I, I mentioned earlier we were we were well beyond um, planting for the most part at this point last year. Yeah. Uh, at this point, there's there's still some acres acres to go. Um, you know, I, I've talked with some growers about uh, some fields that they had planned to rotate, and it, it's a matter now of do we take the time to take the time and roll a dice to work those fields up or do we just leave them so we can continue to yeah. get uh, the tonnage off of those existing crops as it is. Leave, leave it in grass rather than put it in corn. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Leave it, leave it the way it is. You've, you've got, you're not waiting a month, month and a half to get your first cutting off of um, a new grass Yeah. or, or gambling with, with corn finishing out at this point. And, it's not ideal. Again, you know, a lot of these farmers have um, their farm management plans and rotationals uh, in place for for several months ahead of time, and uh, it, there's, they've been throwing a curveball and they're working around it, and they're doing an awesome job um, just keeping up with the punches. Where um, how's grass doing? By the way, uh, I would imagine you know this kind of weather actually grass tends to do pretty well in. I mean, it likes lots of moisture. It's just a pain in the butt to get it harvested. Quite honestly, I would tell you that um, minus the the cooler days, uh, the the mid sixties and seventy degree days we've been having with the moisture is is phenomenal growing weather for all crops you get that humid climate um <clears throat> the, the problem is obviously getting into the fields um whether you're trying to get a spray done um or getting into plant or work the ground obviously the rain rain permits that but beyond that um you know as long as you're getting sprays on in the berries and, and protecting against any any disease pressure, which, you know, the, the humid climates are going to bring, um, it, it's great growing. Grass is doing phenomenal. Yeah. How are the berry guys feeling about things this year? 
You know, my dad isn't in it anymore, so I don't have somebody I can bug and say, hey, how are, how are your berries looking? I have plenty of other people I could bug about it, too, I guess. Yeah, yep, they're they're pretty optimistic. Um, everybody that I've talked to speculates still decent price. Um, so far, the disease pressure has been at a, a minimum. Uh, you know, you get the same, some of the same stuff every year, and uh, again, with stretched out windows on on spray you become a little more susceptible yeah um because you you just can't get out there to put it put it on you know uh prophylactic applications of uh fungicide and things like that in in conjunction with you know applications for swd which has to be a factor here as we you know have green fruit out in the field those kinds of things but yeah you, you aren't necessarily able to keep the schedule that you would normally want i would imagine as as you're describing what about winter damage you know, early on, winter damage didn't appear to be um, much of a, a factor. As things have started to progress and push a little more, there's there's been a little more uh, sign of some some winter damage. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if if I had to say one thing was a factor, it would be uh, a root rot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because of how cold you know, and wet. It's, yeah. Between, between the floods and, and excessive standing water for long periods of time to yeah. just a continuous amount of rainfall coming, the, the hills are saturated, the, the plants can't get a break. And, and so I think that is the one thing that has, uh, if I had to say, I, I've seen some more result this year would be a bit of root rot. But again, um, everybody is pretty proactive early on expecting that, uh, mostly just coming out of a wet, wet fall and, um, flooding over the winter. Everybody expected that. And so growers were, were very proactive, uh, in getting in there and, uh, applying products, uh, to combat that. Just a few seconds left here, but, uh, before we wrap up and again, we're talking with Clay Pell with CHS Northwest here on the farming show. Um, we got to mention the spud guys. How are they doing? I know they've had similar challenges to, to corn planting. Um, and in some ways, you know, they, they have to have even better soil conditions. Um, and I, that was another thing that I heard recently, uh, similar to, to corn planting is that they were way behind, you know, weeks behind in, in getting, uh, uh, seed potatoes in the ground. Correct. Correct. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't deal directly with, uh, the potato guys, yeah. uh, my colleague, my colleague, Joe Vanderpoel does. Yeah. And I, I've communicated with him a bit about it. Um, just, you know, what do we need? What's going on? Where are we at? And, um, he's, he's doing his best to, uh, help them out in, in their, their time as well. Um, they're getting there. They're pretty close. Again, you said they're similar to, to the corn guys. It, it's getting the ground work, getting it, um, planted, they may run out of time. Uh, oh, unlike man. corn, where you could, unlike corn, where you could um, kind of take a little bit, take a, take a stock early if you have to, even yeah. if it's a little wet, you've got a little bit of a crop. Um, if you don't have the heat units for for potatoes, um, you you have no crop. Yeah. Uh, essentially, and, and so you know, it, everybody needs a little bit of a break right now. Hopefully, in the next. Uh, two weeks here we're going to get that kicker things will dry out 
and uh, we'll be able to wrap things up and, and move along to the next step. We will keep our fingers crossed and keep praying for no rain. Uh, Clay Pell, agronomist at CHS Northwest, filling us in an update from the field this morning on the farming show. Uh, Clay, thank you for your time. We really appreciate it, and best of luck out there. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.